0: To you about is a message that God's just been kind of um, growing within me the past few weeks and probably the past few months actually and um, I kind of realized that a bit more I went to a workshop, a worship workshop in um, Dunedin with Pastors Wayne and Libby Hurriroa who started the parachute band and um, it was just really awesome just unpacking some stuff with them and um, so I've had it on my heart to talk about praise. And um, you know, as we start moving towards life, praise and worship, I found it harder and harder to praise um, because I haven't wanted to get out of myself, and I've wanted to kind of really shrink away from that. God's gone Shannon, You just need to start it. It's going to happen. Okay. He's like, I've given you three sound systems. You probably guys should be doing something. I'm telling you something here. Okay. I'm going to start listening. So God's been continuing to challenge me on this because I was created to praise and worship Him, not because I'm an amazing singer. I'm not. Not because I'm an amazing musician. I'm not. I like, didn't practice when I did seven years of keyboard and piano lessons. I had no discipline. And not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a child of God. And it's an innate part of who we are created to be. We are each created to praise God. I can't sing. I have no voice. I don't like worship. Praise is actually the expression of respect, honour and thanks to God. Okay. In a church context, we often look at praise um, as the two fast songs that we sing before we hear the notices. And then, then we get too quickly you know, so we can get straight to the good stuff and to the worship. And then we can you know, go into the presence of God and take from God what we can. That's often how we um, look at praise. That's the loud stuff that the young people jump around to and make a lot of noise. It sounds like a lot of clanging and, and it's all hype. It's not like serious people. It's not as serious as worship. That's kind of how we can sometimes view praise. That's actually a really shallow look at praise, but actually praise is so much more than that. It's actually a hugely important part of our personal relationship with God. It's just as important as prayer, as reading the Word, as spending time with God, and as going deep into worship. Psalm 150 in the message says, Hallelujah, praise God in His holy house of worship. Praise Him under the open skies. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise with a blast on the trumpet. Praise by strumming soft strings. Praise him with castanets and dance. Praise him with banjo and flute. need more banjo in here. Okay, praise him with cymbals and a big bass drum. Praise him with fiddles and mandolin. The every living, breathing creature. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love that. I get the impression that praise is not quiet, meek, or mild. (laughs) From all of that, I hear that praise is loud, it's it's exciting, it's vibrant. But the first point I want to make today is praise is our offering. You know, before Jesus gave his life on the cross, in order for people to enter into God's presence, they had to atone for their sin. Okay, So they'd take the family pet, and they'd bring it to the temple, and the would go in, and the priest would be waiting there with an altar, and they'd have a long, fluffy, or Rudolph or whoever it is that they chose to bring along that week that was clean enough didn't have any imperfections and the priest would light the fire and cut the throat of the animal and do the sacrifice and create a burnt offering to God and then the people could enter behind the veil and enter the presence of God and the, behind the veil and the tent where God was okay so we don't have to do that anymore Thank goodness, I don't have any family pets, so that would be a problem to start with. But Jesus is the lamb that was slain. We no longer have to bring along the family pet to be a sacrifice in order to hang out with God. That's done. He was the one's final sacrifice for all sin for all time. We don't have to do that. and is courts with praise. Praise is our offering. It's where we come before God and we thank Him for who He is for what He's done. It is our, ex- our expression of respect, honour, and thanks to God. You may not think that you've got a reason to give thanks to Him. Maybe things have been really stink, things have tough. Things have been, you've gone to a bit of a dark place, you might feel lonely, the bills are piling up, work sucks, and life just hasn't turned out the way you planned. Thank Him and praise Him for who He is. You don't have to thank Him for the situation and the circumstance that you find yourself in. He didn't cause them, but He's there in the midst of it with you. You know, God, thank you that you gave your son for me so that my sin may be forgiven. Thank you that you're holy. Thank you that you made me. Thank you, Lord, that there is no one like you, that you are worthy to be praised. We don't have to praise Him and thank Him for our situation but we can thank him in in the midst of it. We can thank him through our circumstances. um, I love the message version of that psalm. I've just got that, which I'm going to read. So on your feet now, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Know this, God is God, and God, God. He made us, we didn't make him. We are his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise, thank him. Worship him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and forever. Enter with the password, thank you. You know, if you want to encounter God's presence, thank him. Lavish your praises upon him. He is more than worthy of them. And it's the key to entering into his presence. Now, our praise is a declaration of thanksgiving to God. It is our offering that we bring as we enter into his presence. Now, too often, it can be that we want to try and skip our offering and head straight to the shopping list of God. God, I need a new job. Can you give me this? Can you give me that? Can you... I need to pray for this person, God. No, we're like children, always asking our parents for money, but never thanking them for what they've already got us. Ever any parents in felt like that with their kids? Like, no, just me? Okay, cool. You've got angels. Awesome. Um, yeah, thank him. Thank him. That's our offering. The second point is praise is a sacrifice. Now Hebrews and then in the NIV says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly professes his name. Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Um, The message version says, let us take our place outside of Jesus, no longer pouring out the sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises with our lips to God, in Jesus' name. Sacrificial praise. Now, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I don't feel like praising. Sometimes, in fact, that's the absolute last thing I feel like doing. I want to have a few tantrums and maybe drown in my own wee pity party. Um, Because, you know, that's actually comfortable. Sometimes it's more comforting and safer to, like, have our own wee tantrums, to have our own wee pity parties, to kind of stay in that situation. But what we actually need in those times more than anything else is we need to praise. I need to take my eyes off my own situation and lift my eyes and my heart heavenwards and push through and praise. Now, I don't need to praise God for my circumstances, but I can praise him through them. Um, Hillsong had this incredible song um, called Even When It Hurts. And it's a praise song, even though it's not like a jumpy up and down song. And I just wanted to um, just share some of the lyrics with you, because it kind of sums it up beautifully. It says, even when my strength is lost, I'll praise you. Even when I have no song, I'll praise you. Even when it's hard to find the words, louder than I'll sing your praise. I will only sing your praise. Even when the fight seems lost, I'll praise you. Even when it hurts like hell, I'll praise you. Even when it makes no sense to sing louder, then I'll sing your praise. I will only sing your praise. Lord, my heart burns only for you. You are all that I want. My soul waits only for you, and I will sing till the miracle comes. I love that. And I will sing until the miracle comes. I will only sing your praise. Even when the morning comes, I'll praise you. Even when the fight is won, I'll praise you. Even when my time on earth is done, louder than I'll sing your praise. I will only sing your praise. Even when it hurts like hell, I'll praise you. That line gets me every time because there are times where it hurts and things are painful and I don't want to praise in fact, it's the last thing I want to do. But I'm not praising God for my circumstances. I'm praising him through them. And that's when breakthrough happens. That's when breakthrough comes. When we praise him despite of ourselves. When we praise him despite of our circumstances, of our shortcomings. And there's sacrifice in doing that. Because we have to put aside our own feelings. We have to put our own wants, aside our own wants and desires. And we have to go, you know what, God? Through all of this, I'm praising you. You are king in this situation. You are Lord in this situation. And I'm going to trust you. And even though it hurts, and even though I don't feel like it, I'm not going to be ruled by my feelings. I know that my breakthrough comes in praise. And so my third point is praise brings breakthrough. Now sometimes even just being able to praise is a breakthrough in itself. But praise is also a breakthrough. And the story of Paul and Silas in prison um, which is in Acts 16, verses 23 to 26. So Paul and Silas had been imprisoned for freeing a girl who was possessed by a demon. And that kind of sounds a little bit rough. You know, they're helping her out. They, they, you know, they cast out this demon. She was set free. But the people who um, were her, her, her owners, they were pretty upset by this because this girl, she was fortune-telling based on what the demon was telling her. And so she was a source of income, and then they realised that she'd been set free and they no longer were going to have this um, source of income anymore. So what they did is they went to the um, authorities at the time and had a wee knock on Paul and Silas and like, how dare they do this? They're doing things they shouldn't be doing, rah, 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 and so they end up in prison. Um, And so we come to Acts 16, 23 uh, to 26. After beating them black and blue, they threw them in jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so there would be no chance of escape. He did just that. He threw them into the maximum security cell in the jail and clamped leg irons onto them. Sounds like a good time. In jail, just being beaten up, and I can't even move because I've been shackled. So I can't even tend to my bruises. I just stand there feeling a bit rubbish. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. And then without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open and all the prisons were loose. I love that. Paul and Silas were singing a robust hymn. They were at prayer and singing a robust hymn. They weren't having a mild and meek pity party. They weren't going... Oh, thank you, Lord, for my circumstances. There's a joy, joy, joy down in my heart. They're going, there's a joy, joy, joy down in my heart. They're having a praise session in prison. They're singing at the top of their lungs, praising God. They weren't, oh, woe is me, God, I'm in prison. They're like, God, thank you. Thank you for who you are. They're singing a robust hymn. There's nothing quiet about that. In the midst of their circumstance, in the midst of their prison, they were praising God. And then without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered, every door flew open, and all the prisoners were loose. The jailhouse tottered. Totted. it just kind of sounds, oh, just to the way, to the wee, oh. And every door flew open. So there must have been a a shake in order for every door in the jailhouse to, to throw open. Praise is their breakthrough. Paul and Silas's physical chains were broken by their praise. Their honoring of God in the midst of their circumstances saw them set free. Now, the interesting thing with that is they didn't just rush out and, like, jailbreak. It was like, yes, we're free. We're out of here. They actually um, stayed where they were, and they continued praising God. And when the um, the, jailhouse, the jailkeeper came, he saw these doors open. He's like, oh, my gosh. I am going to die right now because all of these prisoners have let loose. And then they heard Paul going, No, we're still here. Still here. And so through that, um, the, he couldn't believe it. And he's like, Why? And because of God. And he got saved and the family got saved. And, you know, that's actually pretty cool. That's a bit be of side note. But how cool is that? That they praise in their circumstances, they changed to set free, but they stayed and they praised God um, in the midst of it. You hope. Know, um, you know, praise is our breakthrough. And you know, it can apply to us. You know, when we praise God in the midst of our circumstances, good, bad, and ugly, we lift our eyes off our situation, we take our focus off ourselves, and we look to God. Breakthrough comes. Praise changes something within us. I remember... <laughs> Ray was really one night. She's like, what fight? Um, I was really... <laughs> when we just after we got married. It um, was a little bit of an adjustment, living with another person. And... Uh, <laughs> And so we had some robust discussions. Take from that what you will, but they were robust discussions, otherwise known as a fight. And um, I remember one particular time. I don't even remember what the fight was about, um, but they were very robust discussions. And um, I remember afterwards, I was like, oh, I'm just, I went to my room and I put on the stereo and I just had praise and worship. And I remember Ray coming in and he was like, turn that worship music off we 're fighting you can 't be happy if we 're fighting he 's like oh. and I was like i wasn really mad because I wanted to, all I wanted to do was just worship because that 's what I wanted to do but but he recognized that cha- that prayer as uh, I praise changes how we feel it changes um, it changes things, and he was recognizing that praise was going to lift my spirit, and he wanted me to stay grumpy with him and, um, and sometimes we do that we want to do that, but sometimes we just have to praise. So you know, praise lifts our spirits. Uh, hope rises and the mountains we face no longer seem as large. There is freedom and liberty to be found in their praises. And God loves the sound of his children's praises. It's something we were created for. We sit there and go, oh, that person is tone deaf. Oh, did you hear that? Um note?" God doesn't hear that. God hears our heart. He hears the love and the joy and the praises that are coming from our heart. He doesn't care what we sound like. You can sound like a drowning cat. And if you're praising him, he's going to love it. It's going to sound like the most beautiful thing to him because you are his child. And he loves the sound of your voice. Now, I want to um, encourage you. Whatever your circumstances are, praise. Praise God. Thank him. Come with an attitude of thankfulness, of praise. After um, Some of you guys will know this, but after I had... Asher, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression and we'd been quite unwell with Charlie when she was was born but it hadn't been picked up and so they put me on medication and it was a pretty dark time because I just didn't quite feel like myself, I felt like I was kind of quite, almost like numb and walking around in cotton wool so it's almost like you're in a bubble, you can't quite hear things don't quite hear the same and one of the things I really struggled with is I love the presence of God but I just found that so much harder to actually hear God's voice and to be in his presence. And, um, and I really struggle with that because for me that was, part of, that was part of who I am is I hear God's voice easily and I, I love being in his presence but I so struggled with that. And um, I knew that I may not be able to hear God, I may not be able to feel him but he was in the midst of that. And so what I would do, I remember just for days on end just sitting in my lounge and Brooke Fraser has this song, I'm Faithful. And I just played it on repeat on our very first album. And the lyrics go, When I can't feel you, I have learned to reach out just the same. When I can't hear you, I know you still hear every word I pray. And I want you more than I want to live another day. And as I wait for you, I'm made more faithful. And that was my declaration. That was my praise. That was my declaration through that situation and through those circumstances. I couldn't hear or feel God... um, and for me, it was pretty much my darkest time. But I wouldn't change that. As much as those circumstances sucked, they're a large part of who I am now. And I learned that God is present in all things. Now I couldn't, I couldn't hear a feeling, but I continually praised Him. And my praise eventually became louder and more faith-filled than my circumstances and my situation. Whatever your circumstances, I want to encourage you. Let your praise ring louder than your doubts. Let your praise shout louder than your pain. Let your praise be your hope and declare that hope and declare that grace and declare God's mercy over your situation and circumstances. Let your praise do your battling for you. We're, just, um, we're actually going to finish with praise. Because I thought that'd be quite fun. Can't really like talk on praise and then finish in worship. But yes, yeah, so we're just going to finish with praise in a minute. But I just want to encourage you. Praise is your offering to God. Now we bring it as we enter into His presence. It's sacrificial. It's something that costs us. It doesn't like monetary costs us, but it, it costs ourselves to go. I'm oh, just. And I'm not worried about the people around me and I'm going to focus on you, God, and I'm going to praise you and I'm going to shake your name and I'm going to glorify you however you call me to do that. And for some people, praise might be clapping their hands. For some people, that's right, like, no, can't do that. For some people, it might be dancing around with tambourines and ribbons and that's awesome. We're not going to do that. But, <laughs> but praise is however you want it to be. You know, because that's your offering. So whatever your offering looks like to God, I want to encourage you. It's okay. It's not weird. People aren't going to think you're weird. It's your offering. It's between you and God. Your praise is to God, not to the people around you. But also remember that there's breakthrough in your praise. If you're needing breakthrough in a situation or a circumstance, i to encourage you, whatever your situation, even if it hurts like hell, continue to lift up praises to God and to let them shout louder than your situation. Amen.